Hello, H1 is in the building. We're about to run it back with another episode. Today is going to be so interesting because, first of all, this is my first episode. It's going to be so exciting. And second of all, we're going to talk about how H1 came to be. Not all the way from the beginning, just all the way at the beginning of where I started my chess career. And then we're going to talk about ways to enjoy playing chess, ways to learn and have fun and so that you could be exhilarated learning chess and not just be doing it the boring way. Because when you're doing it the boring way, it's so not fun. It's it's actually it's it's not the right way to do things if it's boring. Okay, when you're like listening to a computer in a monotone voice that's uh, telling you that you're wrong on every single move that you do or answer that you say or paying extreme prices for a coach that is not that exciting when he's talking to you. And it's just you don't want to learn that way. You want it to be exciting. You want it to be fun. You want to just enjoy every step of the way in this chess journey. So by doing this, I'm going to show you my experience of how I got into chess. So stay tuned and H1 will deliver. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. How I started in chess. Well, it started in fifth grade, and I had many things that I wanted to do. At first, I wanted to be a rapper. I was about to be rapping about things that people rap about. I had brothers that rapped all the time that did music stuff, so I wanted to follow in their footsteps. But no, I didn't. Then, I realized that oh, I sucked as a rapper, so I cut that whole dream out. And then second, I wanted to play the piano. Didn't know how to go about that, so that step was ruined. But then I laid on this new interest. And I only got into this because of my big brother. We're going to call him P-Money. P-Money started playing chess when I was in fifth grade. And I seen him play chess and go to these and go somewhere um, to play chess. And I was young, so I didn't know what was going on. And a lot of people, a lot of my family don't know this, but we used to have a glass chess set. And when I realized that my big bro, P Money, was playing chess, I wanted to play chess too. So like every household, I don't know why every household has a glass chess set. I got out the glass chess set. And the pieces look funny. I, I, I had some basic knowledge of just how the pawns move. But then I just guessed how all the other pieces move. I didn't know anything else. 
So I just guessed on each move and I was just playing myself always the the clear and other clear pieces because the glass chess pieces they you can't tell the difference. But anyway, I found my interest when I seen my big brother interested in that game. And that was something that um that was close that somebody can teach me. So I was excited. I was excited to share my interest with my big brother so I can hang out with him more. He was part of the family um, that always had stuff that was cool, like the new PS2, the the PSP, and all these other systems. So I hanged out with him a lot. And once I found out that he was playing chess, and once he found out that I was interested in playing chess, he taught me. Once he taught me, and... Once he started dragging me to the libraries that he went to to um, to play chess, I started to like it more interacting with people, talking to people. Um, So these libraries that we went to, it was always like on a weekend. And Patrick, he invited me into the library. We got to meet uh, an older um, person that knew how to play chess very well. And he taught me how all the pieces move. And we started out in these little mini games so like (laughs) so this mini game that we started out with was called the pond game and the pond game was you just have the pawns on the board on each side you have all white pond white eight pawns and you have all the um, pawns on the black side and the main objective of this game was to get a pawn to the end of the board and so we played this game a little bit. I got <laughs> trashed very easily because I still didn't understand how pawns even captured. But he kept on taking a pawn off every time he won. And clearly I still lost every single game somehow because I sucked. I sucked at the beginning. I didn't know anything about these pieces. It was I was a fifth grader. I was dumb. So that day I um I went home, Patrick showed me some more stuff about chess, but then I started learning a lot more. I started remembering a lot more about how each chess piece moved, because at that library, at that session, I didn't just learn about how the pawns move. I learned about how each piece moved and about the different mini games that you can play, that you can practice with other people. So there's a knight game. There's a queen game. The queen has to stop all the pawns before they reach the back. I didn't learn about check or checkmate or about the king. I learned about each piece at a different time. And it was very easy for me to grasp it that way. So as a fifth grader, I was, um, it, it, it was easy to learn it. There's two reasons why it was easy. It was easy because... First of all, I wanted to be like my big brother since I'm the little brother. I wanted to follow his footsteps. And second of all, I realized that chess was cool. <laughs> Other people played it. It's not just my big brother. It's not just like this nerd sport or this geek sport that um, people just nerds play. It's not that. It's something that other people enjoy and it has so many good benefits. And I think realizing that as a young kid, 
and st- and it made me switch from wanted to be that rapper or wanted to be that famous person or wanted to be that famous musician. No, no, I was interested into playing chess and to just seeing how far I can go with my mind in this game. So one day, my big brother, um, P Money, he brought this game home. It was interesting. On the cover, it said Chess Master. Now, this game, Chess Master, could be played on the PS2. The game that I was already playing on <laughs> with, uh, uh, with uh, other video games. I was already playing these other video games. And I can play chess on a PS2 too? That's really cool. That's really inspiring. I I can play with the controller. This game chess that I was already interested to. So I hopped on it and I did so much fun stuff on it. It it was insane. Like to me, it was super fun to play chess on the um, controller that I was playing other games on like bouncer and and um, probably some other fighting games. I probably tried to play Tekken one time or um, Dance Dance Revolution, but I was it was probably more cute than good technique but anyway this chess master game it taught me how all the pieces move it taught me about strategy tactics it had um really challenging lessons and it had really challenging puzzles too and so i learned all this and the the computer talked to me and i had to find the right answer and then i got used to just the computer just telling me oh that wasn't the right answer Oh, that's not the right answer. No, try again. That's not the right answer. I got used to um, the computer telling me that. And it was very depressing at the time, but I had that urge to always try to find the right answer. So in that time, that week, I was playing on that system. I was playing chess master every single day. Every single day, I was learning something. First of all, let me tell you one fun thing I used to do on this PS2 um, Chess Master game. There is a rating system in this game. Okay? It went all the way up to Grandmaster. So, the rating system of chess, zero is the weakest person you could play. And then, I think the top was 2,800. Okay, and that's like the grandmaster, the expert that's been that put the 10,000 hours in the game. And but it was a computer expert. So it was more cheating than a person. But I could not be the like third person ever. I think her name, her name was Laura and she was like eight years old. And I was like, man, this sucks. I want to have some fun. I want to at least like feel the joy of winning. Like, how am I supposed to feel the joy of winning when I'm losing against these different computers all the time? Like, she's capturing all my stuff. Like, every time I played a game, she was capturing all my stuff. How am I supposed to win? But I went to the first rated player. And on this chess master, it was cool. I don't think it's on any other chess master, but the first person on this chess master game was a monkey 
I know it sounds ridiculous, but this monkey was great to play. Not only did he not think, but he never captured a piece. So I had so much fun playing this monkey, just capturing his pieces, just figuring out how to checkmate. And that's why I figured out how to, how to checkmate was on this monkey. And not only that, um, probably weeks after that or months after that, I figured out a way to get nine queens on the board. This is what I used to do. I, I used to just... I knew that he wouldn't capture so I used to just push all my pawns up so maybe I'll push the H pawn or the A pawn and then I'll push it all the way up and then if he blocks that pawn then I'll just push another pawn up and then after like 40 moves or so all the pawns would be queened and so I figured out the power of each queen now there's two things that's wrong with that first of all Getting nine queens in an actual game will never happen in your whole entire life playing another person. So that I guess that's what made it fun. But yeah, it, 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 yeah, you understand. And the second thing is I got so many draws, so many point fives on this monkey. I, I feel so embarrassed just telling you this. But yeah, I drew, get the, I drew against this monkey that I could not capture. That could not checkmate at all. Man. And I was like, wow, I really drew this. But I had nine queens on the board. So I learned like strategic ways to know, like to focus my attention on my opponent's king and just making sure that my opponent's king has a square to go on and not to draw. Because my king had to go on a square where it was not attacked. So I had a strategy. I used to just put all the queens in the corner and just hide all my queens behind the king so that the opponent's king can have space to go. And I'll just check and I'll just I'll just play around. It was a cool strategy. I did that so many times. I even saved the game afterwards. Yeah. in the game in this chess master game, I could save the position or save the game and then just go back into it. I just thought it was so cool just having nine queens. And I didn't stop it at there. I didn't stop it at there. I had a lot of knights <laughs> one time. I had a lot of bishops, a lot of rooks. I had fun doing that. Finally feeling a win. That win did not come from anywhere else, though. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Okay, another thing that was cool about this chess master game is Josh Wainskin. Josh Wainskin was a smooth talker, and he was awesome. Um, he taught beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And he talked in a way where I, as a fifth grader, could understand some of the things. Until we got to intermediate, and I was like, uh, I don't, yeah, I can't, I, I don't understand. <laughs> But I learned on that game, like the main important checkmates, because I already knew how all the pieces move. I knew how to castle. I knew what I should be doing in the opening, but I had trouble checkmating. And he's the one that taught me step by step how to checkmate. And the puzzles taught me how to checkmate. So I learned how to queen rook checkmate, rook rook checkmate. 
I even learned beginning how to queen king checkmate. I did not learn how to rook king or bishop knight checkmate. That was not my goal then. But I learned the most important ones that comes around. I just decided to just tell myself, hey, bro, just don't lose that badly. Because if you can't do it, then don't get in the position. So that's what I did. And it did not work out. Some Somehow I got into the position and I had to just resign or draw the game. But it, it's whatever. That's That's my sad childhood that... But anyway, let's dabble in the art of continuing. Um, another thing on this chess master game was the Grandmaster database. And I had this awesome idea back then, which is not awesome now since I'm more mature. And I know that that wouldn't have worked <laughs> at all. So I had this idea. If I look at all the Grandmaster games then I'll be a grandmaster myself. Learn from them. So, guess what I did? Big time waster. I went to the first game at 1870 or 90-something, and I went through it. Uh, Yeah, I went through all Paul Morphy games. I went through all Steinitz games. I went through all their games. I I skipped some because I was a bored kid, but I used to just go to a game, press forward or press play and I'll see the game play out and then after I see who got checkmated I would go to the next game there's so many things wrong with that because I didn't study the positions I didn't learn from the losses I didn't know what happened to the grandmaster I just seen that at the end of the game oh he lost okay sucks for him next game it was just a bad learning experience I didn't have somebody to guide me on this strategic path to the art of studying chess. So I did that, got all the way to Bobby Fischer or Gary Kasparov. I probably skipped all the way from Steinitz to Bobby Fischer to Gary Kasparov. And then, um, yeah, I just quit that whole thing and I just started to just play games with the computers and going up the rating ladder. And then Suddenly in that game, I was competing with a thousand rated computer players and I was proud of myself that I can beat up to that person. I I could beat up to 900, but I was having trouble with 1000 rated players on that game, but I was proud of myself. I was beating these computers, but I knew that when I played my brother, that was a different story. Playing a human is always a different story different gameplay and he messed me up every single game every single game and you know what H will be right back Welcome to the waiting room segment, Chess Jokes by H1. And the joke for this episode is, why did the chess master go to jail? 
he offered too many bad checks. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, guys, it is time to get down to business. First, how I practice. I think I left off the last conversation with saying that I got whooped by my brother every single day. He was relentless. He did not show any mercy. And when I said any mercy, he did not show any mercy. I I didn't pout. I didn't cry about it. But my feelings was hurt that my brother can look me straight in the eyes after each game and be like, checkmate. And then he would ask if I want to play again. And then I would just, I, I just wanted to spend time with my big bro. So I was like, yeah, let's play again. And he beat me like 15 more times. And that, that sucked. It sucked. But I learned from all of those losses those losses made me the person that I am now, that I accepted those losses. I accepted that I needed learning, that I needed to study chess at a very young age. And I was absorbing. Kids know how to absorb chess a lot differently than adults. Like adults, I feel like adults have to try a lot harder to to figure out things. But as kids, I think I was learning each game just how to better myself, how not to get my pieces captured. Now, one thing that I noticed that my brother used to do when he was beating me each game, and this continued longer than it should have, but he beat me each game. And when he captured a piece, it was like, it sounded like an aftershock because, okay, even though the pieces were plastic, that's what I don't get about it. The pieces were plastic, but every time he captured a piece, it just, I just felt like my heart dropped. Because he banged the pieces against each other and then he captured it. And then he placed his piece on the square that my piece was. And he put my piece to jail. And I was, as a kid, I was like, dang, why you have to be so aggressive with it? But at the same time, that taught me to just, oh, I did a mistake. Especially if that piece wasn't protected. I'm like, dang. Because if the piece wasn't protected, he would do it a lot louder that it just sounds like an earthquake. Like, for example, every time we did a queen trade, the biggest piece that he can clack with, he demolished that queen trade. He always went for the queen trade. And I was so unexperienced that I went for the queen queen trade, too. And then he would beat me. He had way more chess experience than me. He'd been playing chess since he was a, a young kid and all and my brother you got to know that he was he's like 13 years older than me (laughs) so when I was in fifth grade as a nine-year-old or 10-year-old he was like in his 20s 
enjoying life as a 20 year old but he spent time to train with me to have me learn how to play chess which was awesome I enjoyed the time but it was hard it was hard because I lost and nobody enjoys losing especially when you start out something interesting your your new wave like the new thing that you want to that you want to try out but you know what I stay consistent every single day. I tried to play. I tried to beat him. My main objective was to win one of these days. And um, I was not getting there that first year, to be honest. That first year, I was just learning. (laughs) Basically, just like real estate. People say that in real estate, the first year they're just learning or the first two years they're just learning. And then after that, then they do deals. And then they learn how to profit. That's kind of how I thought about it when I was playing chess, just losing that whole first year of something that I've been training so hard on that I played the chess master game on the PS2 that I started going to these libraries with my big bro and just losing to other people too, just just figuring out my way of playing chess, how I play chess. I knew I was an aggressive type and I just didn't know enough. I didn't have enough knowledge, but that just made me fight harder, fight stronger. Um, but yeah, that was that was just my experience on just losing the whole first year. And I just want to tell you something throughout all these losses. I learned this opening. My brother showed it to me first, but then after like seven months, he stopped using it. <laughs> And then he used to still beat me. But anyway, I did this opening when I was beginning. It was called the Double Fianchetto. And this Double Fianchetto was awesome to me because all my pieces were in the bag. I didn't have to overextend. I didn't have to have an open game. It, it was beautiful. I Double Fianchetto. I did G3, Bishop G2, um, B3, Bishop B2. Um, e3 knight e2 castle all those things was beautiful and then i did d4 to attack the center had the bishops staring at the center and i was like dude p money this is awesome this is awesome and so we both played this we both played this opening because he didn't know any other opening too. some random guy named we gonna call him mr r um Mr. R, he he showed us this opening. He so I thought that this was the best opening to play, which is not. Is is it can sometimes be very dubious, especially for a player that's beginning. But I played it with much success. It was the only thing I knew, and, and I played it for like I think like the first two years. I didn't play nothing else because I wasn't comfortable playing nothing else anymore. Patrick got <laughs> P money got very comfortable. He got very comfortable playing this. And so I commend him for breaking that habit quicker than me, even though I was the kid and he was the adult. But yeah, that I played that opening against a lot of adults. A lot of adults. And I took L's. Not a lot of W's. I started getting at least one win out of all the people that we used to play at these libraries we used to go to every Sunday. But 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't get enough wins. I always felt like I didn't get enough wins. My main goal was always to win all the games and just be that selfish person. Like, I, I don't go play chess just to lose games. I've never been like that. So, yeah, I used to just practice at home and just make sure that nobody seen my losses when I was playing on a PS2. And I, I didn't save those at all. I only saved my wins. And I thought that learning from my wins was the most important thing. Okay? But it wasn't. But nobody told me that learning from my losses was the most important thing. So that's, I mean, I learned from my wins a little bit. I would have made a lot more progress, but I I felt like I was in this on my own a little bit. I mean, I had P money, but, you know, he worked and he didn't have that much time. You know, I, 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 I gave my brothers privacy. I just felt like I was in this alone. But I knew I wasn't but I made it that way as a fifth grader, okay? And I was balancing a lot of things, you know? I had school, even though it was a summer school when I started playing, I had school, that I had homework. I can't, I can't be doing chess, man. I, I don't know. It was just hard. But I kept on staying consistent. That's pretty much the only thing that was super important for me to, uh, to keep the consistency, to not... St- stop playing chess one of the weeks or wait a whole month because once you wait it's kind of like a popsicle you don't just leave a popsicle out on the counter because it's just gonna melt but you gotta refrigerate it you know refreeze it can't just leave it out on the counter nobody wants a a liquid popsicle it's not even a popsicle anymore you might as well just put that popsicle in a cup and make it a drink a cherry drink a cherry popsicle drink Sounds disgusting since you wanted a popsicle for the texture, but yeah, there there goes one of my examples that I'm gonna be delivering. Thank you for the script, bro. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's that's how I practice. And if you're trying to practice chess, be consistent, and it's probably better for you to learn an opening or something. Just learn what to do in the opening, and it's better for you to. Just get that experience playing games consistently, going for the win, playing friends, family members online. I do not care. Just keep on playing games. And that would like boost your practice sessions up and boost your um, chess level up tremendously. This is the waiting room segment, quotes by H1. And the quote of the episode is, I live like a gazelle, but I play chess like a boss. Thank you for listening. H1's first tournament. I was so... I was so... I can't speak. I was supposed to succeed. Call me H1. Fisher, bro. I was so... Ah, I, 
I just I'm just gonna go away from that word. Bro, I wanted to go into this tournament defeating every single person. I started chess playing adults. So I was like, what's what's these kids, bro? I'm supposed to beat all these kids now? I've been playing adults. Adults are better than kids. Proven fact as a fifth grader. Even though, as I matured, man, there is some awesome kids that can whoop me. <laughs> but I didn't know that at that age. All I knew is that I wanted to win so badly. I wanted to win so badly before this first tournament that I never slept the night before. And that's such a bad habit not to sleep the night before the tournament. And I kept on not sleeping the night before the tournament until I got out of high school. But as a young kid, I was like, dude, I have so much energy. I'm so nervous and I'm just restless. Let me go practice some more. Let me do some more puzzles. I can't rest right now. I have give me some more McDonald's or something. I can't I can't chill out. But yeah, it's really bad for you. Make sure you get eight hours of sleep before a tournament. But I I never did. When I started my chess journey, the whole chess journey, I never got any sleep before the tournament. But it's good to do that. But anyway, I got up for the tournament. It was this Link um, Corporation nonprofit chess tournament, and it was free. So I was like all up in there. Free is my number one favorite word in the whole world. So I went in there. My um, big bro P Money, he he got me. He wrote me in uh, H1, and it was it was done and set. And when I went into the school actually let me let me back up let me digress a little bit this school was huge that i went into even the outside and you got to understand i was a fifth grader back then and i was looking at this high school and it was so huge i thought that everything was so much bigger for some reason but i (laughs) I was intimidated when I saw this school. And then when I walk in to sign up and then I see all these parents with their kids and all these chess players, it was so amazing. It was so awesome just seeing this. And then in, at the school, they not only had a playing area, but they had a just a chess fun area where kids got on the computer and played chess stuff and kids were practicing and doing puzzles it was just I was feeling the vibes I was really feeling the vibes I liked what I was seeing but I stayed close to my big brother because I don't know any of I don't know anybody else but my big bro um, P Money and some other adults and then I went into the playing area the tournament room where the decisive battles take place and it was so beautiful you know, most people, most people have that, um, have that, uh, think it's so beautiful to go into a car and 
smell the freshness of the car because you know they they put that extra smell on the car just that smell of a new car is just so amazing y'all know what i'm talking about okay smell of a new car and the car that you're gonna own that you're gonna buy then you drive off with that new car and then that smell is still there it's so amazing okay now, just imagine going to a chess arena. Yeah, you won't know about it until you actually go to a chess tournament. But you can smell the new chess boards. Okay? It's so invigorating in this chess room. The new chess board, all the pieces set up the right way, no kings or queens switched. It was so glorious and it was like a hundred boards in my mind or more than a thousand in this one room even though it was just a little cafeteria (laughs) but as a fifth grader it was so big and just the aroma and just the adults talking about how they're gonna um portray the tournament it was it was a good vibe and i enjoyed it and when I go into a tournament room, that's what I expect. That new chessboard smell. Especially a lot of chessboards. Because they have their unique smell too. And I was I was ready. I was pumped up. I was really pumped up. I had my little McDonald's bag. And I, 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 ate, I ate some breakfast. And I think at that age I found out that McDonald's breakfast is better than everything else on the menu too. Because... That's what Pat. That's what. Stop saying his name on this on this episode. My bad, big bro. Man, he's P money. Okay, he is P money. Keep that. I will do better. I am sorry. I did not ask for his permission to say his name. But anyway, he uh, always used to sometimes give me McDonald's in the morning. And y'all might be like, dude, why? That just ruins your chest, right? For a kid, I can take anything. H1 was like, I'm grabbing on this biscuit, bro. Because McDonald's have their breakfast menu is so much better than everything else. I would rather their breakfast menu other than their burgers. And as a kid, I was like, man, I'm going to grow up to eat all the McDonald's breakfast I can ever eat. But I got sidetracked. So I was eating the McDonald's. I ate the McDonald's. Um, the tournament official, he announced uh, he announced the, everybody that were competing against each other. So what happens at a tournament is there's a white player and there's a black player. Now, what I mean is that they get to choose who has the dark pieces, who has the light pieces. OK, and then there's like these separate sheets of papers because there's several there's like three different divisions. There's K through three and, and then three through six and then six through eight and then probably nine through twelve just to the end, just to separate us all out. At that time, I was probably at a probably was at i don't know six or eight maybe or I don't, I don't care that wasn't important so we all these kids 
man, all these kids without their parents uh, just rush up trying to find their names. And then the parents come last. And then they're like, okay, little Tommy, you sit here. You you go to board 13. And they're like, okay. And then the parents scream out, you're, you're, you're the black pieces, though. You're the black pieces. The, man, the parents were all in that tournament arena, bro. They really took part in this tournament. It was so cool. It was so cool to have the support. I had my big bro P money and other people had more support. So it, it was cool. But the parents were so nervous of their kids because, man, once that first match started, it's so cool. Another thing I talked about the aroma, right? It's such a nerd thing to say that the pieces smell good and the board smell good. I know that. But the second thing that caught my attention was the sound of the pieces clacking together. And then in the high school area, there's the sound of the clocks hitting. So after each move, I hear the sound of a clock being hit and then pieces being um, placed on the board. The sounds of those were so unique and I loved it because it was just those sounds. Even with all these kids in this one room, all ages, it was completely silent with no talking. It was always that one kid that screamed out, checkmate! But other than that, it was nothing. It was no sound in the beginning. It was just pieces. And everybody was so intent. I look at everybody. I look to the left of me. There's boards. There's um, people... There's kids playing, and then to the right of me, same thing. Kids just paying attention, concentrated on the board, wanting to win. And I was like, man, this is me. This is this is what I wanted all my life. As a fifth grader, I was like, this is this is so great. This is so awesome. There's other there's other kids like me that have the same intentions. And I was so proud of myself just to be in this environment. So I played the first game. And the first game, to me, was the easiest game ever. Because, I don't know, always the first opponent, he just, or she just gives away all of her pieces or his pieces. And I was, and I, as, as a fifth grader, I was confused. Because uh, I won my first match. I was confused. I was happy. I was nervous. I was sad. I was I was all these emotions. And then after you win your first match, you, you both have to set up the board. And then you go up to the um, to this table where they keep track of all the wins or losses. And then you tell them, hey, I won. And then they'd be like which color was you? Was you the white pieces or the black pieces? And I would be like, I'm this color pieces. And then they'd be like, okay, I marked it. Um, y'all have a nice day. Um, we'll be with y'all shortly. And then I go to P Money and I, I told him, hey, I won my first game. And then he's like, that's dope, man. Keep it up. I know you can do this. I'm super excited that you won your first game. And I was like, this is cool, getting recognition from my big bro. 
my big bro P money. It was awesome. Now, the sad part about the whole situation is that in the first game, before like I won the game, there's always these first level kids that lose to the four move checkmate. And these kids are the loudest. It's usually the kids that lose in like the first 10 seconds that are always obnoxious. Like when a kid loses to the four move checkmate, I've seen this. I've seen kids cry at the chessboard. And then the parents come over to console the kid. And then the tournament official be like, hey, 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 we got this. We'll handle this. Um, um, we... Um, oh, it's checkmate on one side. Okay, y'all need to go up to the table still. And then the parents like, well, my kid is crying. I don't know what happened. Uh, he can't lose this fast. And then the parents try to defend, even though they don't know anything about chess. And it's, it's just a whole... I can tell you so much more stories about these tournaments, but it it is it's an experience to have, especially if you have a kid that's interested in chess. Just push your kid to go to a tournament it's really cool just to see just that confident boost of just other people that play chess like you other than your school or maybe you're in a chess club just it's other people around the world it's not just it's not just you but when I won my first chess game it was awesome it was awesome I was like I'm the king as a fifth grader I was boosted up and that win gave me the confidence to win the next game and then the next game came and I was confident of course boastful probably probably a little bit prideful the pride overcame me I did my opening I did the double fee and kettle I was ready and some stuff started happening he he was pressing me really hard he was really aggressive. I remember this game so vividly because I was so distressed about this game because he was con- he was doing everything right. He was controlling the center. I couldn't do a lot of moves, but I was castled and I was on a defensive. But then he did one mess he did one messed up room. I mean, he did one messed up move. He like gave away a piece. And then he gave away another piece. And he kept on giving away pieces. Then I felt that momentum. So I just grabbed that momentum. I just carried those tempos to a win after I was losing. Or in my mind, I thought I was losing mentally. So I was really proud of that game because there is a kid that worked hard. And I was really excited about that. And I was really happy when I won that game. And I told my um, big bro P Money, I was like, hey, man, this was this game was hard and I won. He was like, good job, man. You only have two more games to go and you could get first place. And you I know you can do this. You you're the best. You're the best dude ever. And you're you're the best little bro. I was like, okay, I got this. I'm encouraged. I got big bro beside me, P Money. P Money's always doing his thing. I I faced him for a while. I I can't lose now. 
man, I'm, I'm really going to do this. This is where I got into my head. I'm really going to do this. I, I'm, I can win these next two games. They're only going to get better, but I'm going to get better. I'm going to overtake it. It's going to be like an underdog story. And man, I'm going to be the next Superman. I was thinking about I'm going to be the next, uh, I don't know. I'm going to be Ultra Instinct Goku at the end of this tournament. But the next game I lost. Hard. Like, I don't I don't know if you ever had experience just playing the first few moves and then losing. But that's what happened. That's all I remember. I just remember playing the first few moves and then I just the rest of the game is just a blank. And then I lost. Now, just imagine losing my very first tournament game. I probably should have felt depressed. I probably should have felt like, dang, this sucks. I could have won first place. But I was depressed, you know? That that doesn't that doesn't go away. That losing my fir- very first tournament was uh, I mean, losing my very first game in a tournament. I mean, losing my like, yeah, I guess that that was the right statement. It, you get the point. Losing sucks. Losing sucks. And I did not enjoy that feeling. And I went into the next game and I lost that game, too. So I won three games and lost two. And I thought that this was a mere disappointment. I couldn't even win four games. And how a chess tournament works is as you win games, you face the strongest person. And when you lose a game, you face uh, not you, you don't face the you don't face as powerful as a person of who you lost to. But I still lost the game after that. And it was very disappointing. But it is so good to have family there. P Money raised me up. He was like, dude, you got 12th place at this tournament. You should be commended for doing this. This is awesome. This was your very first tournament. Now you know what to do, and now you know how to act. And now you can take action for the next tournament. And you can win it. And if you don't win that tournament, you, it, it, you can go to the next one and just carry those experiences. Losses doesn't mean... That you're not a winner. For you to be a good chess player, you have to lose some. Bobby Fischer did not begin his chess career winning. I had high endeavors. The stakes was high. I had this proud moment of just being like, hey, P money's gonna just rise me up in the air if I win this whole tournament. But no, that didn't happen. But after hearing the speech, and after hearing the support that I have from P money and other instructors that I know, other grown-ups, it made me happy. It made me proud of my accomplishment. I probably was still sad about it, but I. I was enlightened at the same time, too. And I knew where to begin. 
this chess journey. This chess journey was just beginning. After this first tournament, I knew what to do and how consistent I should be and just to practice hard, be consistent so that I can get first place the next tournament. That was the main goal. And that little goal came about. It took a while, but it came about in the long run. And that little goal was awesome. And I kept on having little goals after that. And I did not want to lose another game. And if I lose, if I lost a game, it's not just going to be some mere loss where I wasn't trying 100%. So I tried and I sometimes I prevailed and sometimes I lost. I hit rock bottom, but I always got back up and I contended with these adults and these powerful mastermind kids. And I never gave up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. H1 review please give me some steps bruh this what am I supposed to learn from your story of learning chess bruh am I supposed to be inspired well as H1 yeah you you were supposed to be inspired to just dabble a little bit into chess just this was my personal experience and this was my story and I don't like, I'm glad that I learned chess and I don't regret it for the world because I would have been a rapper. I would have like <laughs> I sucked, but I would have just been out there just trying to just trying to grind and something that I probably would have been good at and probably wouldn't have been interested in in the long term. But the three things that I can think of that helped me enjoy chess in my experiences was first of all the family support that I gained from P money and it wasn't just P money it was everybody else too my mom my sister and my two other brothers that I will I will talk about in the um, in the future episodes they had a big part in my life in my chess journey they supported me. My mom used to say, oh, I didn't know I had a little genius running around. You know, you know how moms do. They they, they inspire you the most. And then I'm like, yeah, I, I'm a genius. Like, nah, bro, you, you're not a genius, bro. She's just pumping you up. But as a fifth grader, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm cool. A, little H1, little H1. But yeah, family support is awesome because they can have you do anything. And yeah they can inspire you the most and another thing you can play chess with your family and friends those are 
things are super important because when you're playing with friends and family and y'all both trying to grow together, it's beautiful. And since you're playing with somebody that's close to you, you feel more obligated to play more chess and you enjoy it a lot more when y'all both have a positive attitude toward chess. Now, the second thing I would say is to have little goals. I had a goal to go to my first tournament and win a few games. I had a goal to beat my big bro on P-Money. But uh, uh, I, I, I had those goals to reach them. And I always strive for those goals. That that encouraged me to practice on off time, on free time that I had that I could have been watching Cartoon Network or doing something else that's childlike. But I always had little goals to keep me um, to keep me constant on the path that I should be walking. Now, the third thing, the final thing I would say um, to enjoy chess is to be consistent. Now, to be consistent not only helps your playing, but when you win games by your own effort and your own self-improvement, it encourages you and encourages you and it helps you to play more chess and it helps you to enjoy chess when you're winning. Everybody likes winning something. Like if you're just losing all the time, but you play it like once every month and you're like, why am I losing? But you're not even trying hard enough at it. And you're not seeing any improvement, but you actually see yourself get worse. That's discouraging. And you, you just let go of chess and you just going to be one of those people that said it's too complicated or it's too long to learn or I don't have the time or patience to sit through a whole game. One of those people. I don't know. You're going to be one of those people. But if you're consistent and you're learning and you see your improvement and you start winning games against people that you didn't win against at first, it's really encouraging and that can boost your motivation to be a a good chess player and to enjoy chess. But out of those experiences, that's all I got. This is H1 and thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate all of your help. And if you like this content, please give it a good rating or share it with your friends or family. If you have any um, questions, you can always mess. <laughs> you can always message H1 anytime since this is just me starting out, which is cool. So you can just message me about um, anything. You can message me questions. If you have a lot of questions, then I could do like a Q&A episode and that'll be dope because I'll be I'll be waiting for that. Just to let you know, I would be waiting for that. H1 is waiting on y'all guys messages now. <laughs> and I welcome you to come back, guys. So that we can run it back with some more chess knowledge. <laughs>